This is the Swishwire Podcast. Welcome back to the Swishwire Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Lazartoza. I'm here with my co-host, Mitchell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Ian. What's good? And Scoby. What's up? So today we have a very special guest. He's been a vital piece to Hartford's tournament run. Please welcome Tracy Carter. Tracy, say what's up. What's going on? Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome anytime. Thank you for coming on. So we're just going to hop right into it. Mitchell, you want to get us started? All right. So first of all, Tracy, a huge honor to be talking to you right now. It's such a great opportunity, right? And uh, I just wanted to ask you real quick. Was there a point in any like any of your career, AAU life, your high school, your prep, everything up to this point where you knew that you belonged out here, like that you could ball against these dudes, you could dance with the best, where you knew you were legit? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, let me start by saying um, it's an honor to be on here talking to some young bosses, and I appreciate y'all for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but to answer your question, yeah, man, like my whole life I was uh, – chasing behind everybody who was uh, ranked before me or ahead of me trying to uh, prove myself that I was just as good as them. And, uh, you know, I think once I got to uh, me committing to Marquette, uh, proved to myself that I I was that. And uh, I was getting offered by Louisville and all those schools. And I knew that I was just as good as uh, anybody else. Yeah. So it's like, like I know the big boards and all that shit. It gets into people's heads, but you see this, these dudes ranked ahead of you. And you're like, I, I, you, I know deep down inside that I'm better than that dude. And then you went out there and proved it kind of thing. So that played to you a little bit there. Um, Scoby. Uh, Not including your current teammates. Who's the best player you've ever played with? Uh, Out of of all my conferences I've been in, been with. Uh, Yeah. Best player I've played with uh, would have to be. Uh, I mean, it, it was a honestly, it's so hard to name a few. Um, uh, when I was at Marquette, uh, so hard to name one. When I was at Marquette, uh, Dwayne Wilson, Henry Ellison, Sakar uh, uh, Annum. Uh, you know, Henry Ellison went to the league. Dwayne Wilson should have went to the league. Uh, at LaSalle, Pookie Powell, BJ Johnson, who's a Philly guy. Uh, in the D League right now, and uh, got multiple call ups uh, to the NBA from the G League. Um, um, who else? Malik Ellison. Um, you know, my main man, best friend, uh, uh, should be an NBA player. Um, so it, it's so hard to name one. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Henry Ellison, he just got uh, an opportunity with the Raptors. Uh, Last week, that's the best spot for him, too. Yeah, no question. Big Hen, big Hen, big Hen going, uh, he's gonna start to turn up. Mm -hmm. All those guys like Siakam, Powell, Boucher, all been in the G League before, so I mean, it's a perfect opportunity, exactly. And and Henry work his balls off, so he'd be good Mm -hmm. for sure. So, who's a player you would say you modeled your game after? Um, at, at, at some point of my, my career, I wanted to be like a bunch of guys, but, uh, the one guy I would say, uh, I really tried to be like is, uh, Chris Paul. But again, there was some people that I, that I took moves from and 
I wanted to be like them at a certain point in my life, which was Malik Waynes, Villanova guy, NBA guy, Dion Waiters, uh, close friend, family guy, Scoop Jardine, uh, big brother, close friend, family guy. Um, uh, so I just took a, a bunch of, of their games and tried to take what I can take from them and make it my own. Um, but really those guys like Chris Paul was, was definitely one of my idols and a guy that I really, really tried to model my game after. Mm, you know, quickly before I, we get into the rest, you just said you, you knew Dion Waiters, correct? Yeah. So has he ever like taught you anything about your game to, you know, improve upon yourself? Yeah, no question. No question. Uh, me and Dion and, uh, uh, like I said, Scoop Jardine are, are very close and we've worked out a bunch of times. And, uh, you know, Dion gave me pointers on, you know, sometimes you say, you know, you got to shoot the ball more. Um, you got to kill dudes more. Um, you know, show me moves or whatnot. You know what I mean? So uh, he was definitely uh, vital in that aspect of me growing a little bit in basketball. But uh, what Scoop Jardine did for me, man, as a big brother and, you know, gave me somebody to look up to and, and, and uh, you know, uh, model after, you know, just by off being a, a great dude and a great human being. Coming into the interview, I was actually going to say you remind me a lot of um, the Grizzlies player D'Anthony Melton, except you have more of like a you're not scared to shoot in contact and stuff. And Dion Waiters is a great representation of that. Cause like mm. you will pull up if you're heavily contested and you'll just drain it 1000% mm. Definitely. Saw yeah, yeah. No, that's a great comparison kid. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned how, you know, you knew a bunch of pros and you took pointers from them. And there are also guys, you know, outside of that, that you modeled your game after. And clearly that with, you know, your work ethic and training, that's worked for you to uh, be where you are now. And at the Life Center Academy, you were named the MVP. You're t- you topped your prep school year with over a thousand points, and you were the top player in the Hoopal Classic. After being rewarded with all those hardware and accolades, did that time in high school help you launch your confidence going forward? Yeah, no question, man. Like I said, uh, you know that was the time I had got hurt my uh, my eleventh grade year, going into my twelfth grade summer, so I didn't get to play at AAU. So all the schools backed off me. And, uh, you know, that Hoop Hall Classic, obviously, was my senior year. And I came out killing. And that's how Marquette seen me. Um, but, you know, once you get in a bunch of schools and, you know, Rick Pitino was, was uh, recruiting me before that. Um, uh, Kansas came to the gym and all that. But, so that, that, that right there is a, a confidence booster. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before your transfer from Marquette, you were always a high-octane guy. You brought life into the offense. You were unselfish and even led the team in assists in their 2016 season. Did you look at Marquette as a place to grow your game and establish yourself? And what were some of the things you learned in their system? What stuck with you? Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, I knew for me that uh, the reason, one of the reasons why I went to Marquette was that they had a hard uh, all guard staff and everybody on the staff was guard and played at a high level. Steve Wojciechowski, Travis Diener, Brett Nelson, um, and the list goes on. Chris Carwell, you know what I mean? One of my guys, most of these guys went to Duke, you know what I mean? Uh, Tyler Thornton, who's my big brother. Um, 
a very close friend. He went to Duke and played with Kyrie. Um, but, uh, you know, so I knew it was no, no better place for me to go than there and be around guards and to get better. And being around all those guys, they taught me so much and uh, helped me improve my game. That's actually – yeah, little bits and pieces to pick up there. Um, so after Marquette and you transferred to LaSalle, um, you played the single season, but you played in all 31 games. Uh, and wildly, in your first season, you led them in assists and steals. Uh, so I know that's like just a little like stepping stone along the way, but what did you learn when you got there? And like after you were able to produce that, like did you think I can move on to such a bigger – not to say that LaSalle was small, but like you can go out to that next level. You can keep growing because obviously you can plug and play wherever you need to. And this proved it. So what did you like learn from that year? Yeah, man. Well, a couple of things I learned was, uh, you know, I was done with basketball leaving LaSalle because I just had such a terrible experience there. Um, but, you know, one, one of the things that I learned is uh, you can't give up never give up and to understand that, you know, people who necessarily, uh, everybody ain't got your back and everybody don't like you. And it could be for no reason at all. You know what I'm saying? But as a, as a, as a boss, you got to keep moving and you got to keep, keep, keep going on the path of your dreams. You know what I mean? And uh, I went through every emotion. You know what I mean? The only difference between me and other people is I didn't quit. You know what I'm saying? That's actually huge. I, I know I know it wasn't it definitely wasn't an easy transfer and it wasn't easy from there, but I think you grew as a player and as and probably as a person after that too. Like that's some serious growth that I saw you went through. Yeah, no question. No question, man. Like you said, uh it, it, it it's some serious growth because you start to become one with yourself. You figure out what your flaws are. You start to embrace your flaws. It's all about can you embrace your flaws? You understand what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, LaSalle told me that uh, it, it made me see what my flaws are and what, what I'm into. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I grew so much from that experience. You know, we only grow. We only grow from hardship. You don't learn anything from your successes because you did it right. You dig me, but you learn more so much more. You learn only from your failures. I really, really mess with them. So, you've had some really nice accolades. You've made American East All Conference third team, you've made American East All Defensive team, and you even broke the single season record for steals. Do accolades like this sit in your brain, or is it just something that happens and you move on right away? Nah, no question, man. It's, it's all about. It's all about being legendary. You feel me? It's all about doing big and leaving your name uh, long beyond your, your living years. You understand what I'm saying? So accolades definitely, definitely, you know, sit in, sit in the brain and you want to be mentioned with the greats. And, you know what I mean? Because Philly is a basketball rich city, a rich basketball city, man. And we had so many greats come out of Philly. And, uh, you know, for me to, to do what I did at all three schools, man, is amazing. And, and there's, no doubt, there's no doubt or no question in my mind about whether I, I will be mentioned with the greats of Philly and uh, of just basketball in general from what I did. You know what I mean? So, like I said, man, even for y'all with this podcast thing, it's all about y'all being 
legendary, you understand what I'm saying, and being one of the best. Mm-hmm. So would you um, say you're one of the best defenders out of Philly? Yeah, no question, without a doubt. And, and you know, like you said, that the, the numbers prove it. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's not too many people done what I did at all three schools. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I respect that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you are where you are for a reason. You've made all conference teams. You've broken records all at multiple schools. But most people that break records and make all conference teams in school, they're never usually honorable students. But you were named to the America East Commissioner's Honor Roll while making all these teams, while breaking all these records. So how do you find the perfect balance to perfect your game and your studies? Yeah, it's definitely hard. But um, when you got a goal and, uh, you know, I've been hurt, injured my knee three times and uh, tore my meniscus on the same knee. And so what that taught me was that basketball ain't forever. It ain't for forever. You understand what I'm saying? And I, had, I needed something to fall back on. And uh, for me, it's all about it's all about uh, it's all about the money. It's all about the wealth. You understand what I'm saying? And, and being a billionaire, multi-millionaire. You understand what I'm saying? And then it's all about who gonna make the most millionaires in the next years. And that's what it's all about for me. So it, I knew that I had to do both in order to to do what I want to do. No, listening to your to your mentality and your approach to to the game is is incredibly commendable, and you know you can really see the competitive nature in your game and off the floor. And with that in mind, you know, is there a specific rivalry, whether it be you know Vermont or Connecticut, that really gets you amped before before a game? No, it ain't no ain't no specific rivalry. It's just uh, um, it's every game is a chance to prove myself, and uh, it, I ain't I ain't trying to prove myself to anyone, but it's just proof that I can still do it. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm still as great as I I knew I as I know I am. I'm st- and I'm still I'm still a legend. I'm still that legend that I. That y'all remember me as. Yeah, I love that. I love, you know, how you approach every game, you know, with the same mentality because it allows you to to perform consistently and continue to prove yourself. Right. Thank you. And not many players really play at that mentality every single night. Obviously, a lot of great players, you know, in the league have this type of mentality. But at the same time, not all of them bring it on every single night. There's very, very few amount of players that actually do that, no matter who they're playing against. Could be a small game, could be a big game. That's what makes legends, as you said. So I love that. Right, right. So, I mean, obviously you never run from the grind. You do everything you can to just keep everything. You play who's in front of you. You don't look at the names. It's it's a beast inside of you. I can see that shit. Um, so not only did you lead America East in assists and assists per game and all the statistical shit that, you know, numbers don't really mean that, but you've solidified yourself. That legacy is there. Do you like look back on the fact that you hold these records Does that ever spark that stuff for you? Yeah. Yeah. No question. Like I said, it's for me, it's all about being legendary. It's all about being 
being known after I'm gone. You understand what I'm saying? And the accolades do mean something because it means that you're legendary. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You made your mark, bro. Like, that shit's there. It's not going anywhere. Right. No question. And, and, you know, like just like anyone, all we all just want to be known by somebody. You feel me? And as a as a as the dude I am, like you guys said, I, I I've done that. Uh, you know what I mean? And I paid my dues, and I did what I had to do to be legendary. And we still and we still got a lot more to go. We still chasing. We still got a lot more to go to be legendary. But that we just hit one mark. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, you've, like, being legendary has to do with, like, wins and accolades and all that stuff. But how would you compare accolades and winning, like, in terms of importance? Yeah, man, like, um, they, they, you can be legendary in even category, right? But it's a whole different, different, it's a whole different type of feeling when you both. You understand what I'm saying? And like, like before I won this year, I was a legend at the school with my accolades, stills, assists, and that's cool and all that. But now I'm a champion too. That put the icing on the cake. And not everybody gets to be a champion. Not everybody get that opportunity. And I got that opportunity and I capitalized on it. And not everybody is a champion. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody ain't willing to go through what I went through. The amount of times I I, I was ready to quit. You understand me? That's why you're perfect for the podcast, because we love finding people like you that just have the never give up mentality and do whatever you want for your goals. That's the thing. Yeah. It's easy, it's easy to say, like, oh, don't run from the grind, work through it. But how many people stand up every day and do that? Like, you're one of the examples of the people who sit there and go through that shit. Who's been down that road? Who's been through that hardship? Like, a lot of people say, like, they can talk from the outside looking in, but you're one of the people who's lived through that. So it's mad respect coming that way. Right, man. And I'll tell you, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard. And I ain't going to sit here act like I ain't go through every emotion. It's hard. You know what I mean? I just didn't give up. I knew I wanted it bad. I wanted it more than I wanted to give up. And w- when you got that mentality, it always works out for you. Mm-hmm. There's something this reminds me of is Jimmy Butler right now. I mean, he went to the Heat. Everyone called him on the Timberwolves, on the Bulls, on the Sixers, just, you know, a cancer in the locker room. But now we see with the Heat, he's just trying to instill toughness in those guys. He wants to be a legend. And what you're saying, I mean, if it's perfectly into that, and, you know, you're obviously a huge part of your team's success. You guys are winning games. You're in the tournament for a reason. And John Gallagher as well, uh, he's a big part of that, your coach. He's certainly one of the premier coaches in college basketball. He's coming of off one, He's coming off the most successful two-year run in Hartford history from 2017 to 2019. And he's the most winningest coach in Hartford history. And he also won the American East Co-Coach of the Year Award in 2018. So mm-hmm. how impactful has Gallagher been to your guys's to you guys as a team and how impactful has he been to getting you guys to the tournament? Oh man. Uh, uh, he's, he's the head of the snake. You understand me? And uh, without him, it, 
there is no. You know what I mean? We follow his lead. I follow his lead, and then everybody follows my lead. You understand me? I'm a, I'm an extension of him, and uh, he just brings so much passion and authenticity to the team and to the neighborhood, what we like to call it, uh, meaning our family. You understand what I'm saying? And uh, like like you said, he's he's the most winningest coach in Hartford history for a reason. That speaks to his basketball knowledge and, and his know-how to win games. And uh, he's a mastermind at connecting people. Brilliant. That's fa- like, not only is Gallagher a winning coach, like he's got the accolades, but as a player guy, does he like instill trust in you guys? Does he sit you down and tell you like, I believe in you guys? Has he developed you? Like, what has he done to you to help you sort of like lift your game up? Yeah, no question. That's a great question. Uh, it, the difference between him and a lot of coaches is he instills confidence in all his players. You understand what I'm saying? The, the reason why a guy like Russell Westbrook is so dangerous, not only because he can do everything, but he has confidence. You understand what I'm saying? Like he has confidence out of the world and he would take any shot. And that's what God gives you. God gives you the freedom as long as you stay within who you are and he'll help you figure out who you are. You feel me? So he, 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 he does an unbelievable job of instilling confidence in guys. And he knows that confidence is everything when playing basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows what you guys are capable of and he'll tell you straight up. He'll let you know right. that you've got this in you and he'll help you grow that. That's amazing. Right. And that's that authenticity in him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You guys have gotten hot as a group, you know, at the perfect time and your play individually has, you know, matched that as you've won five straight games heading into the tournament. How important do you think it is to get hot right at this time? Say that one more time. Uh, how important do you think it is for you guys as a team to play the best basketball as you go into the tournament? So like you oh, guys yeah. are gonna, yeah, you guys are hot right now. How important is it that you guys keep this stuff clicking? Yeah, no question, man. Uh, you know, with any team, it's just very important that they play their best basketball at the end of the year, and that's what we do. And uh, we playing our best basketball, and that, that can only continue. We playing with house money we got here, so now it's time to let our hair down and do what we do. Mm, and you guys, you're hot five in a row, and. You guys, you, you sneaked into the tournament, and you guys are going to be going up against the number one seeded Baylor Bears. And Baylor, that's a lot of people's prediction to make it out and win the entire tournament. So does Baylor being the favorite, does that phase you guys at all, or are you guys just unbothered about it? No, we're not. We, we uh, as, you like, as you guys like to say, we're unbothered by that. Listen, guys, tie these sneaks up just how we tie our sneaks up. You understand me? It's about who's the better man on that night. Mano y mano. You feel me? Play who comes in front of you type of shit. I see that. I see that. Exactly. Don't get distracted exactly. by the names. Don't get distracted by the lights. Just play who's in front of you. I feel that. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone's equal to you until proven differently. I really yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So is there a specific way you're going to prep for the tournament? Like different than regular games? Uh, no, not a specific way, man, but we just doing what we do. We, we continuing to do what we do and because it got us here. You feel me? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Perfect shit. So, so now we're going to move into a separate segment. Uh, we're just going to talk about your training, how you develop some aspects of your game. So Mitchell, uh, you could go first. Yeah. So, you know, dudes who've made it to the league, you know, dudes who are getting opportunities. You've been through all that struggle, you've been through that hustle. Is there like one piece of advice that somebody has sat you down and given you about your game that you just like took to heart? You knew that you could improve upon it. Like if Dion sat you down and said, look, you need more confidence. Or if your coach sat you down and told you, look, I believe in you. Is there anything that somebody said to you that just clicks for you? Yeah, uh, no question. I used to always hear people say the, uh, that saying, uh, hard work will get you to your dreams. Um, and, and I tried to live by that. And uh, I worked harder than anybody. You know what I'm saying? And uh, ain't too many people, I, I don't know, that worked harder than me, if I'm being honest. You know what I mean? But I later began to understand that that, ain't, that wasn't true. That statement ain't true. It ain't about how hard you work. It's how smart you work. You feel me? But what, what got me here is just my hard work. And then as I grew, I began to work hard, but work smart at the same time. And it kept me here. Mm -hmm. So for opposing teams, I mean, you're a pest on the other side of the ball. I mean, we talked about your defense a little bit before, but I mean, you were sixth in the nation last year in steals and steals per game in the 2019 to 2020 season. And as stated before, you made that American only defensive team. What do you do in the gym to develop your defensive prowess? Man, that, that 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 can't be developed in the gym. It's all about uh, for me. It wasn't developed in the gym. It was it's all about heart, soul, and and thinking. It's a thinking man's game. True. Like you can't. Like I, I get that. You can't teach a dude to be a lockdown defender. Like yeah, you can get better physically inside, but it's up here. It's it's right. really shit for defense. And you have that. Like that mentality is in you. So obviously, it's just a matter. <laughs> getting stronger down getting faster whatever right 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 um so obviously defensive stud 100 percent all the way but it's kind of slept on like you can create you score you make everybody around you better you like and you move off the ball better than most dudes like you don't need the ball in your hand to be effective so what do you do in the gym like what is a drill that you really get down to be able to like yeah, I can work with or without the ball. Is there even like a drill for that or is it just a mentality? No, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> what I later learned to, in life is that uh, everything's a thinking man game. Thinking man's game. And I just started to develop my, uh, my knowledge for basketball. And, uh, and that's how I got better. You feel me? Um, yeah. I started to learn what, what makes players great off the ball. And what makes players great coming off the ball, you feel me? But some of it too is it was uh some of it too was just a uh, talent that I had, you know what I mean? Like by far, you know I'm a good passer, and that was just you can't work on that. Your IQ, you feel me? Like I was you born have with, it or you with don't a great kind IQ. Of thing, yeah. yeah, it can be developed a tad bit. You feel me? So obviously you're a two-way threat. How do you balance out offense and defense when it comes to practice? Got to be in shape. Got to be in shape. You know, it's, it's in shape, man. Um, mental, mental and physical shape. Is Would you say you excelled at like one or the other growing up, like defense versus offense? 
I think uh, me uh, growing up, I was much more of a uh, a scorer. What I, is what I displayed, and then uh, once my uh, scoring ability started to diminish, I started to focus on uh, my defense a lot more. And then, you know, as these last two years came about, it, it started to become both. Yeah, I mean, like you got to take care of yourself mentally and physically. But uh, Scoby, I think it's uh, it's also it's also really important, you know, at the at the guard spot to to be able to hone in on your defensive capabilities, uh, you know, to to make up for you know some of those some of those physical disadvantages you you might have as a smaller guy. Um, but I mean. Would you say? Would you say now the the your strength is what? What would you say your strength is now, uh, offense or defense? Or do you think you're you're pretty balanced? Yeah, yeah I would say uh, right now I'm playing at a super high level, and uh, I'm pretty balanced right now. Uh, you know what I mean? I can get you. I can get you twenty, and I can get you the game winner still. If you have the bar, you know what I mean? And and that's what it's about. Feel me? Oh yeah. Uh, so just to sort of wrap it up, this is really important. I want to ask you, obviously, recovering off the court, resting, eating right, that's important. But do you have like a mental routine you go through? Do you like to read? Do you like to relax? Do you listen to certain type of music that really gets you just to zone out and zen to recover? Yeah, no question. That's, that's, a, uh, that's, a, great, that's a great question, man. So a couple of things that I like to do is uh, I like to get up and, and I read most times in the morning. And uh, and then I like to do my affirmations at night when I go to sleep. I like to put affirmations on at night, oh. and uh, I like to say affirmations throughout the day. And then uh, uh, the the last thing I do is uh, uh, for music. I listen to Rick Ross, the biggest boss, and he put me in the zone and, and make me feel like a boss. And you keep that brain working constantly. That's respect to that shit. That's 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 the true grind right there. Got to you got to. That's how you grow. So Tracy, this was amazing. I mean, hearing everything you said about you know your mentality, wanting to be legendary, wanting to be make millions, billions, uh, how you keep your body right and shape and all that. That's just something that would be perfect perfect to transfer over to any younger player and with the goal of these interviews you know to get younger players you know to hear advice from professionals i mean that's the perfect thing for anyone to see. so uh we thank you for coming on um this was a great interview and i hope you guys enjoyed this was swishwire and peace out thank you again for having me like Tracy, i said y'all some young bosses on the come up and i appreciate y'all absolute honor bro yeah, i We'll be looking out for you in the tournament, bro. Good luck. All right, thanks, bros. Appreciate y'all. Definitely rooting for you. All right. Thank you.